0: Greetings from London, this is Mariam Sharif and you're listening to the Star Moguls podcast. It's a brand new year, 2020 and a brand new decade. So this year I decided that we should focus a lot on wellness, health, mindset, body and um, also finance, but I'm really looking at health as my main subject for this year. So ladies, I met this next guest in Lahore and we met, um, I had some physio done, and uh, when I met her, I was like, oh, I love her. She knows what she's talking about. She knows exactly what she's doing. And I actually had a really good treatment. All my sessions out there were really fantastic. So I'd like to welcome Faria Shah. She's the CEO of Boston Physiotherapy and Wellness Clinic in Garden Town in Lahore. She's the vice principal of fmh institute allied health services in lahore she's the head of physiotherapy department fatima memorial hospital she's a doctorate for, of physio physical therapy um from the usa 15 years of experience
1: welcome Faria, to the show thank you hello and how are you how is lahore lahore is cold these days i'm doing well but it has been the coldest uh winter in many years so we have had a, uh, quite a uh december and early january so we are enjoying the the cool weather
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes and a lot of people that live in the heat they say like oh we love the we love the cold we're really embracing it and so we've had quite a mild um uh, climate here i mean it's, it's not as harsh as it is you think london will be really
1: cold but actually lahore is is colder yes there were many nights when Lahore was colder than London (laughs) so welcome to the show
0: and um, let me remind the viewers actually the listeners that uh, we met in Lahore I had some problem with my ankle which is an ongoing problem for the last few years and so I was recommended by a friend to go and visit you and I was like oh I don't really want to go because I've got my you know my physiotherapy in London and I, I, I was, a bit, you know, like hesitant, but I thought, okay, you know, why not? I'm in a little pain, bit of pain, and I could do with some exercise on my foot, so. Um, I decided to see you and you did my assessment you were so like on the ball you, kn- you knew what you were doing and I was like I love this woman I know what she's doing she knows what she's doing she's not messing me around and it was fantastic I loved your clinic so please tell us about the work that you do at the moment so you run the Boston Physiotherapy Wellness Clinic
1: Yes, um, Mariam, thank you so much for having me. First of all, it's a it's a pleasure uh, connecting with a patient who is satisfied, and uh, and that goes a long way. Alhamdulillah. So basically, at Boston Physiotherapy and Wellness Clinic, I have established a setup in which not only the patients who are from illnesses, injuries are treated, but also those who need to maintain a positive and healthy lifestyle, those are treated. So what we do at Boston Physiotherapy is that offer services of physical therapy uh, in the domains of adult, musculoskeletal and neurological, cardiopulmonary, women's health issues, as well as vestibular problems and sports injuries. So physical therapy for all these areas where the patients may have complaints with. And also we have very um, uh, good um, uh, pediatric setup um, uh, available at uh, Boston Physiotherapy where uh, pediatric physical therapy is offered uh, for problems like cerebral palsy, uh, Down syndrome, delayed milestone, post fractures, etc. So it's a a very um, uh, comprehensive physical therapy setup that offering uh, uh, other uh, rehabilitation services like speech and language therapy, uh, psychology for uh, children uh, suffering from autism and other uh, behavior uh, issues, as well as occupational therapy and nutritional counseling. Then we are also focusing on the wellness because now uh, all the research is supporting evidence, uh, supporting with evidence that um, Rather than waiting too late uh, for the injuries to occur and the imbalances to persist, so that uh, damages are um, large enough that they need um, medical care, it is better that wellness is promoted and good lifestyle is inculcated in our daily lifestyle. So, in we may not get to a level where the, an injury or uh, disability in our um, our lifestyle so uh, for that matter i'm offering um, services of um, uh, pilates yoga meditation aerobics and fitness training so all these um, elements of when you uh, say wellness um, uh, wellness. people
0: yeah so when you say wellness do people understand wellness because wellness is a huge Um, subject here in the west and it's we have a broad understanding of what we need to do when it comes to wellness and mindset and and self-love and it's it's an endless subject and it's a very important subject so when I what I loved about your clinic was it wasn't just physiotherapy that I went for and what I recognized is that you recognize and because maybe you had also studied in the West, that wellness was mm-hmm. such a huge topic, and it needs to be embraced and implemented. So, what what is the understanding of wellness in Pakistan or in your clinic? Do pe- are people open to it? Do they know what wellness
1: is? Uh, uh, Mariam, very good point. In fact, at, uh, uh, we are still a country that is developing uh, a lot of. Um, ideas and getting an understanding it is work in progress very honestly lahore is a in the where my clinic is play uh, situated that is also the urban uh area of uh, a large city but you would be surprised that how many people are still unaware actually there are a lot of socio socio-economic dynamics that lead to that uh, lack of knowledge because people are in the world are still struggling with making their ends meet for normal day-to-day um, expenditures that considering uh, n- n- a focus shift or paradigm shift in their behavior right. uh, towards uh, something like wellness and taking care of themselves by going above and beyond is something that's just not the priority so for yes. that matter it is a work in progress but we are trying to make sure that wherever necessary we educate the people be it, uh, either very educated people or absolutely uneducated uh, uh, just making them and that taking better care of certain elements of their health on day to day basis will prevent larger um, insults or injuries or occurrences of pathologies later on uh, that are more cost uh, costly for their pocket and uh, they can uh, um, easily avoid them by inculcating certain um, uh, habits but i would definitely say it is a work in progress we are going to need time but the the focus in healthcare professionals is certainly shifting and that me that goes to that's not only limited to someone who's a physical therapist like myself who has been trained from abroad but a lot of doctors and other healthcare professionals need to also embrace the similar idea and educate their patients because the uh, that is where the education needs to come from uh, and then they will start perhaps you know, start to perhaps inculcate that in their
0: lifestyles. Exactly. I mean, point taken. I mean, when you've got a, a third world country as such where you have got famine, disease and poverty and still struggling to make ends meet, the average person can't and is not aware. And it's actually like you said, it's yeah. not priority for them. Um and something like this could be introduced maybe in schools and maybe also an attachment to their physical exercises. So it could be an extension of their work. And I think it needs to be planted like really soon and maybe in the schools uh, before like you said before adulthood and before it gets to a major problem um but yes understanding and the lack of understanding of what it actually is because if you haven't got food on the table you don't want wellness you know, you know what I mean so you <laughs> yeah. have to understand it but um I love the fact that you have this such a long list of credentials um which we will work through so were you born and bred in Lahore and because you studied abroad so how did you how did you study abroad is it something that you wanted to do and, and, and travel abroad or did you go especially abroad for uh, university
1: uh, the, um, i was actually born in pakistan but i was uh, 11 when my family moved to u.s and uh, my father was in academics he was a professor of history and political science and He uh, had visited U.S. a few times uh, before he migrated the whole family to U.S. because he wanted us to study in uh, um, you know from some of the best institutions in the world and he really strived for that and brought us to massachusetts Uh, um, most uh, we are five and um, each one of us has gotten higher education from the north uh, northeast america where some of the best universities are housed so uh, that is how we ended up there and uh, i was uh, quite young when my family moved to us and um, that's how um, the education that I received this from there
0: so your secondary school your schooling was like basically in the state so that's where you kind of and then you you were there until you uh, graduated with your um, with your academics with this qualification the doctorate
1: Yes, so I I did my junior high, my high school, my uh, undergraduate and post graduation from US. I worked there for, a, uh, for um, a little bit, um, uh, about a couple of years afterwards, and then uh, moved to Pakistan because I am married to uh, um, uh, an avid Lahori, however you <laughs> call it. <laughs> so um, uh, he he posed the idea that. Uh, uh, we should uh, you, you, you being a healthcare professional your field is very much in demand and in, is in the need of progress in, in in our part of the world so why not give it a shot and i am i'm so glad i did it
0: Excellent. You know what? I love that to hear not only did you kind of, um, you know, venture back to Pakistan where it is needed, but also that you have an amazing, um, you know, uh, partner, a supporter that is giving you the encouragement. So, you know, that's fantastic. And what a great uh, role, uh, you know, an understanding husband does for you, you know. So it, how how did you set up like yes business yes, So when when did you set up your actual um a physiotherapy and wellness clinic and what came so obviously you did the physiotherapy first and the wellness clinic followed later so when when did you
1: start this um uh, mariam actually i have uh, as i uh, i moved back to pakistan about 13 years ago and about 12 and a half 13 years ago okay and uh, i have been working for an institution called Fakram memorial uh, system where i uh, uh, had been uh, involved in the teaching of physical therapy students uh, I, as well as management of the Institute of Allied Health Sciences, which is a, uh, an institute that delivers education in um, about eight courses, part of Allied Health Sciences. And I'm also head of... Since I have been uh, managing the Institute of Allied Health Sciences also, which is uh, an institute that uh, delivers uh, uh, undergraduate education in eight of uh, Allied Health Sciences programs. And so I have been uh, head of physical therapy department all along, was working for the institution for some time. And I, about an year and a half ago, I decided that I will open up um, a clinical facility in which multiple uh, of those uh, rehabilitation services will be offered under one roof. So I decided to launch the whole rehabilitation and the wellness uh, uh, um, uh, concept together uh, because I, uh, I had a clinician who was uh, seeing patients Uh, having the illnesses and pathologies Uh, but I wanted to next venture into the wellness component uh, because of the reasons I uh, discussed earlier And uh, we did it together. So it's been uh, uh, about an year and uh, a few months, you could say 15 months since the um, Boston Physiotherapy and Wellness Clinic has been on its feet. And Alhamdulillah, um, it's uh, being accepted very well because um, uh, as I said that gradually we're trying to uh, educate the public about the wellness component uh, and luckily because I have been working for about 13 years in the in the in the community then uh, people know me very well and they do understand uh, they, they do know the quality of my work therefore um, patients are uh, ready to uh, listen to the advice I give them regarding wellness as well for their for them, themselves or their uh, family members uh, it's taken off very well.
0: So really free, you've had so, you know, a kind of more more or less ten more than ten years of experience in Pakistan and then you kind of evaluated the needs of the the patients so or you had observed and then hence the clinic. So that's just I loved it because it's such a one stop shop and everything is so connected so you know you have physio but you need wellness you need um you need a form of exercise you've got pilates and yoga so i love the fact that it's like it's one-stop shop and it's it's not just that we're here for one thing but we are all attached and it's a it's it's kind of a holistic approach rather than just separate entities and people don't have much of an understanding um to that actual concept they just think that they can pick and choose something but actually if they kind of know that everything you need to unite and combine and and actually it it has to work in harmony for you to work right so I think that that's that's right what what I wanted to know is so you know you have a new business so it's not really it's like Mm. under two years how did you start your business I mean did you have any support how is it
1: Easy to start a business in Pakistan as a woman, okay. Uh, Fatma, uh, uh Mariam. Actually, the nice thing is that, um, Fatma. I, no, sorry, I I don't know where the Fatma came from. Sorry about that. I don't know who is Fatma. There's no Fatma here, at all. uh, Mariam. Uh, it's um, uh, being a healthcare professional, it is not difficult to venture into your own clinical setup because this is the norm over here many yes. gynecologists many uh, uh, you know other uh, specialists in uh, med, uh, healthcare they do have their own clinical setups but but the, um, the overall experience of starting a a, a business that is this large a scale because it's not just a uh, clinical setup with one room and one dispensary uh, next to it it's not like that it's a, it's a large setup where uh, multiple uh, services are being offered i um, the attribute the decision making process uh, to my education because in as a part of the doctorate training that i received in us uh, i took a few courses in the management component of uh, having your own business so oh, brilliant. i was yes very- Yes. So I was very sure that I wasn't going to just go in without any planning. They, my teachers used to say that if you don't plan, you plan to fail. So I made sure that I had a proper business plan, a proper feasibility, made for uh, um, projecting the uh, um, uh, you know business goals for five to ten years. And I stepped in with a very um, a clear-headedness that what I wanted to do. So um, the, first of all, the decision-making process on my end was very crisp and clear. And I think it um, any educated person um, uh, would uh, follow the similar path. So I would definitely say that if anybody is interested in doing the clinic uh, or, or d- having their own business, they should actually first be very clear as to what they are attempting to do. Number one, number two, the process itself is uh, very honestly, um, there are so many um, elements of setting up your own business and um, then implementing those um, uh, plans appropriately. There there are hurdles like anywhere could be in the world but since we are a country that is Um, you know struggling with a lot of things uh, there are hurdles on the way however if you plan well you give yourself enough time you plan uh, uh, you have a reasonable contingency (laughs) uh, planning as well as budget then things can be managed very well and I would definitely say that first of first and foremost the business um, uh, planning has to be done well on your own and and that is what I think I I did. And though I won't say that it wasn't a, um, a, a, it was, it was an extremely smooth road. It was not, unfortunately. Uh, But um, if you, are planning correctly then ultimately uh, you are able to achieve what you are um, uh, planning on doing so so it's been a rocky road there are, there has been a lot of education that i have needed to gain in terms of um, management of a business yes uh, actually I, you know
0: learning something and putting a business plan together is so completely different to actually running it in life because when you're exactly. actually in it you're like okay i didn't expect this and you know you can have as many contingencies as possible and, and completely understand I'm running my yeah. own businesses that when you're actually in it and you face something, you think, well, oh, I didn't think of this one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. And that's exactly uh, the wake up. Uh, uh, those are the wake up calls that yeah, I also received. And, yeah, no, uh, but you know, yeah, it works well if you, if you have planned well.
0: Yes. So how has your business been regarding support from family or your, your husband? And, and, you know, how is it as working, having a family um, and then setting up your own venture? You mentioned financially. Yeah. I mean, how, how has it been um, for these last two years setting up yeah. this business and, and having it flourish?
1: alhamdulillah oh uh, maryam thank you so much this is a question that every every female loves to answer um you know regardless of however uh, uh, active you are as a professional at the end of the day when you are a mother and a daughter and a, and a wife or a companion or whatever um there, there is a lot on a female's plate and i, I too had the same um, uh, full plate that I had but I would definitely give a lot of credit to my family in this regard my husband has been extremely extremely supportive because um, I will explain in a moment that where the major element of his support and his um, nerves were stretched and he was extremely helpful. um, uh, But uh, he, he has been great. And my, my, I, uh, my mother-in-law, who's a, who's a, uh, who's my, um, a huge support in terms of taking care of my daughter when I am not around, and uh, letting, managing the house uh, uh, also it is uh, something that she takes responsibility. in so I've been very well supported, which is which is something that is not very easily found. So I am I have nothing other than this to say that I thank Allah for all the all the blessings that I have um, in my life. Um, my husband, for example, I was saying that um, uh, during the initial um, year and a half. Uh, where I was establishing the business and I was in the planning phase and then in the execution phase I I had not um, uh, let go of my job uh, uh, the, my day job so I right. in the morning uh, I was working from 8 to 4 and then in the afternoons I was working from 4 to 10 uh, at p.m. so I was literally not home for the whole day during Monday through Friday, so I he's been extremely understanding. He knew that it was my passion, and he really supported. But so this is something that I definitely can say because I'm I'm, I'm friends with a lot of uh, working women as well as I, I I'm acquainted with many, and this is something that. That is a rarity. Uh, And uh, to be very honest, if I can comfortably say that I am running a business successfully and I can see my goals achieving in in near future, it is is not a single-handed job on my end. It is depth. There is a lot of support that I see from family, particularly my husband and his mother. And um, uh, without them, I wouldn't have been able to do that.
0: I know that's amazing. You know, they say that you should have a partner that supports you or doesn't. So there's, there's only yeah. one or the other. And I think that, you know, if, if men and husbands or, you know, supporters, companions would actually um, embrace this uh, idea and actually encourage and inspire their other halves or their better halves <laughs> to, to do business yes. or to do their own work and follow their own dreams and ambitions, I think marriages and people and lives would be so much happier. But it has so to true. be a change, you know, and like you said, it's a rarity and people are still trying to manage this whole, you know, um, new dynamic of women working. And I have noticed so many women who are now becoming much more financially independent, much more bolder. And Pakistan has this new wave of mm. young women that are coming through, these young professionals that are actually taking control of their own destiny. Um, explain how the how it is to be a professional woman um and is it easy in pakistan um like you said that you know life work balance but mm. what are the difficulties that you have faced like is there one difficulty that you've faced um in your work or business that you can tell us about and how you
1: dealt with it uh, sure sure Mariam. actually um the In my opinion, uh, and also my experience, um, there is a lot of talent in Pakistan. There are very motivated, educated people. Many girls are studying now at a higher level and everything. But to be very honest, what I have struggled the most with is a lot of educated people who seem to have a great drive to do things but I don't know it's a cult it's something that I've I've struggled with that I've come across a lot of people who are looking for people who do greater work than them so they can sort of leave it all on them right, <laughs> so okay. I, I
0: hope I'm able to explain that approach yeah so trying to
1: get somebody just to do the work for them yeah um and so someone the struggle that i have i have had very honestly is that if being a perfectionist doesn't help you when you live in a part of the world like <laughs> where i am at the moment so what happens is that you end up taking on so many responsibilities because you when you take on a task you want to get it done to the best best manner possible but the the task requires a work of multiple people but when other people are not sharing the same uh, ethics uh, with you for the professionalism then you end up doing the work of others because somehow you want to make sure that the work is done to the best way best measures possible and um, you end up the you end up being the only person who is putting in so much so the biggest struggle that i think i have i have felt um is motivating people to do their part of the work so that it's a collective team effort that reduces stress on some people and um, totally alleviates the stress from uh, 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 t- totally places stress on the others. So um, uh, it's, it, that is one struggle that I've had. And plus, very honestly, I, was lucky enough to work in an organization where a woman was the leader and the women were the leaders. But my uh, experience living here and knowing so many uh, friends, uh, female friends who are working in other organizations, the biggest challenge that women do face, it's still um, their um, uh, competition being males. And uh, uh, when it's time that, you know, you have worked so hard on your um, initial and mid-career years and you are now reaching the top, the the lesser opportunities there may be to work for women and um, the men not uh, you know being so receptive to having a female uh, superior um, those are the challenges many women do report however i would not say i've been lucky enough that i worked in an organization there uh, where there were women uh, superiors to, uh, um, in the in superior positions my bosses were all women uh, and um, were very supportive but that's not the case all the time so um, uh, it's it's a challenge that I have I've known extremely extremely productive women face and not being able to utilize their maximum potential because of having this challenge. Is there
0: something in the business that you um, a challenge that you had that you overcome and how did you
1: do that then? What's the process? So basically, Maryam, what uh, the biggest challenge? Uh, for example, in the operational mar- uh, uh, matters, we um, uh, we have a business that needs to have a continuous uh, supply of the uh, goods that we use uh, uh, for patient care and the day-to-day management of the business. There are times, that the market, is, um, uh, uh, the vendors in the market and the uh, suppliers, the, the professionalism is absolutely lacking. So you would be mm-hmm. getting a commitment from a, uh, um, a, a vendor to deliver something, you know, on so-and-so date and the, the good would be del- delivered two weeks late because they are just not professional. So that is one big challenge that I have faced. Um, second challenge, which I wouldn't say that it wasn't, it was really a challenge how did you deal with that that...
0: how do you deal with things not coming on time and what how how would how are you dealing with that then i know that Uh, you have external forces and vendors that you can't control but how is something like that that you have dealt with that you've now corrected or what what have you have you put in a practice or something that is different now
1: i've learned my lessons well so for example if i in the uh, uh, when i if i need something by you know 15th of every month and I know that if I place the order two weeks ahead um you know it he may deliver it you know if I give the order for the delivery on the first then, then the good would be delivered two weeks later and 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 maybe available on fifteenth but I have even right. gone at extra measure. I would order them at least you know I'd give them at least three to four weeks yes, so i plan i plan ahead it's all about i think planning business is about planning, yes it's, it's about. How you manage your day to day, and and look uh, and and be prepared for the unprecedented. And the, I just plan well. That's how hmm. I cha- ma- mastered this challenge.
0: <laughs> yes, there's something exactly. I wanted to go back to, which is um, really interesting. Um, I find that there's a, like I said, this new wave of young women who are becoming bolder and better and educated. And what I feel is that the men actually need to be um, educated. To and, and to learn how to respond to this uh, young, dynamic Pakistani woman that is emerging, because I think that they are not changing and embracing the fact that women are now becoming leaders or they're, they're actually having a voice now and they're speaking up and they're doing better. And I think it's the men that are actually intimidated and finding it hard to deal with, because women have now become a bit more uh, of a role player you know they've become like leaders in their field and so the challenge has become for the men I feel to to keep up um, and change their thinking and not to be stuck in that same you know stagnant and um, old-fashioned thinking and, and they have to move with the times because women are now changing you know every the society is changing what do you feel about that?
1: yeah Um, uh, that's very that's very right and um you know i think it's um it's a course that the nature is taking very honestly the world the world dynamic has changed um women more women are working um uh, and managing their you know households together women are multitaskers no doubt about that i have met more multitasking women than men for sure and um they they are on the rise and i really think um it's the that that whole paradigm shift in the men's behavior will also come across ca- come along when they will when there will be men uh, raised by working m- women men yes. raised by working mothers you know um, then they they would have a higher sensitivity towards um, uh, giving women a higher chance by if if a if a child is raised well by a mother um, uh, inculcating the degree of sensitivity that she uh, has had to dealt with and the child should understand that um, then he or she you know and and it goes both ways then they are more sensitive when they are in in their independent lives um, uh, dealing with similar situations so I think it will come across yeah but but even now, very, very, um, um, I, I have been um, training students in the field of physical therapy for all these years as well. And the more, the younger uh, uh, lots that are coming around now, you know, the undergraduate students, postgraduate students, they are, they, they, you, you are already seeing the traits of change in behavior. It's just, it's just going to hone in and get stronger as the time passes and I think there is no other way. I mean, if you look at the dynamics, I don't have the exact statistics on me at the moment, but more females are in the healthcare market at the moment and it has to be accepted. I mean, we are ruling the the market (laughs) at the moment. (laughs) That's fantastic. So women domination. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. I love the fact that yeah I do believe that when children see both parents both set of parents kind of working Mm -hmm. and uh, being independent when the the mother's not just uh, looking after the house and it depends on each person individually so I must state that it's people's preferences and their own situations but however generally I'm speaking but when you see Um, when children see both parents working and and multitasking and working hard, you know, they do see it in front of their eyes. So they're more accepting of it than their understanding increases. But however, if a woman isn't working, I think it's her responsibility to teach her son, especially we talk about sons, that to teach her son, not just to be a good um, son, or a brother or a, a colleague, but to be a good son-in-law a good husband mm. a good provider but a good supporter and to be that yes. partner's best fan you know to be the the, the mm. you know her best supporter because she needs that role to she needs to implement that and to give that understanding to her child that you know you will when you go into your next life and you start a family this is what the dynamic should be or how this new wave of thinking should be. So it's a lot of responsibility on the woman, I think, how they are raised. They're raising their children. Yes. Um, Very true. So I think that, that 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 needs to be changed in the home. Because yeah. if you're teaching your children and especially your boys, like listen, it's not just about you. You've got to actually look after your wife and support them because they are equal, you know. Because when you educate a woman, you're you you're you know, you providing, you're changing the dynamics of the nation. Faria, tell me how you would deal with like a personal situation or a
1: problem. How do you deal with problems and how do you make decisions? Um, Mariam, uh, you uh, you know, being a uh, being a woman be, who is fulfilling the roles of a mother, a wife. A daughter-in-law, a sister, daughter—everything. Professional. Their every day is full of challenges. And, um, I, in my personal opinion, the biggest challenges are when your uh, someone in your family is suffering um, with an illness or something that um, uh, is, um, uh, you know, affecting their or your um, lifestyle. And those are. The challenges that all of us face on day-to-day basis, and um, uh, and I have had my shares as well, um, where my my loved ones are affected because of um, a, um, a health issue or uh, or um, uh, some other uh, problem. Then I very honestly, um, uh, I think like any um, normal person, there the faith. Um, and that yes. uh, you need to have in allah um uh, that has been my biggest pillar i and a few things actually i just faith being the topmost that this is just a small patch it will be over yes being an educate my parents have educated me to be not only just earned, but also they've given me that, um, um, uh, you know, strength in my character in my and in my, uh, ma, you know, uh, abilities to handle tough situations that I should be able to handle the situation with a great composure. That's what I at least try to do, that I don't panic. I try to think through it, that how can the situation be dealt with? My panic is, panicking is not going to help. My frustration is not going to help the situation. I need to to um, think clearly during the tough situation. Keep believing that God is there to help me. And the third thing that I have relied the most on is the support. I mean, one, I think you are blessed if you have a good network of support from family and friends. And um. I can tell you, I know, I have so many loved ones um, in both in family and friends who are just a call away, be it in Pakistan or in United States or in England, in fact, where some of my family lives. I mean, I have, whenever there has been... Uh, A challenge in my life. Um, The the support has been great. So Allah's my reliance on God that this shall be over soon. My own abilities that I am going to be able to handle this. I will I will shatter later on once the situation has resolved. But during the (laughs) the the whole situation, I will not let myself lose. And the third things and the which is also by no means the least is the support of family and friends. My brothers, my sister-in-laws, my sister, my brother-in-law, my my husband's brothers and uh, sisters and their uh, spouses. I mean, I just cannot tell you how much support each one has always offered. A good family network is something very important. And I tell you one thing, Mariam, I have learned this through my life that this is something that I need to cultivate. I need to develop. I need to work hard at developing those relationships that when I need them, they're there for me. And when they need me, they're there for me. And by helping each other, we end up pleasing God as well, you know? So this is how this is, I mean, in a, long nutshell rather (laughs) yeah no no
0: it's great you know having family values and having that support is is none to other once you have somebody you know looking out for you you do get that strength that inner strength obviously your own self but um there's nothing that compares to your family supporting you and and you know when you unite and you kind of get through things much more easier so what would you say is the the secret of
1: your success Maryam, by all means, hard work, hard work, hard work. I <laughs> yes. am downright one of the most hardworking people I have also come across. It's not, I'm not praising myself. Yes. I think it's It's never It's never giving up. If I have a goal, then I have always strived that I'm going to do my best to achieve that goal. I'm not going to leave any stone unturned. That's what I think that's what I challenge myself with. And if in the end, if I achieve it, great. If there is something different than what I had anticipated comes across, I, I embrace it because I know that I have given it my best. So that's, that's what I would say. That's what I would say.
0: Right. To explore all the options, never to give up and just to put all in the hard work. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely
0: um you just touched on like goals and um you know my first episode of this year has really been talking about setting goals for your for yourself for your life for mm. every part of of your aspect of your life considering you know um personal goals work goals spiritual goals mm. health goals how important do you feel um like you said planning is very important and i feel that goal setting on having a vision for your life is absolutely paramount because if you don't know where you're going um you don't know what to achieve so how can you go forward when you don't know which direction absolutely. How, what goals have you got in the next um
1: five years professionally you're asking both whatever you want to say okay. <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, professionally, I would definitely say that um, I would like to establish this um, uh, business of mine uh, into a, a, a larger scale uh, business. That is the, definitely something that I have planned. I, as I said, that when I planned it, I uh, l- looked at the next five to ten years, and I want this to be to have a, a very steady, large scale uh, operational um, growth that. Um, uh, should uh, take care of the uh, um, masses um, uh, of um, uh, patients, um, both in the urban and rural areas. So that's where I see myself. And personally, on my, I am a mother. And I would like to make sure that my daughter, uh, you know, who is going to be uh, moving from a teenage to um, uh, a a young adulthood uh, phase, I would like her to have a balanced uh, uh, personality that she too can um, use to contribute towards the betterment of our societies, uh, wherever she wishes to be in the world but i i hope that i am able to send out a a, a balanced human being um, uh, as a as a part of my um, uh, you know contribution to this world so that's where i that's that's what i'm hoping that i will be able to achieve inshallah
0: inshallah definitely i love the fact that you you know um, you talked about your daughter so what advice would you
1: have given your younger self Oh, my younger self, I would have definitely told my younger self to, to remain ambitious, but you don't need to take on every single task that comes your way. And because you just cannot hold, put, put breaks on your ambition. (laughs) I am extremely ambitious and I have, sometimes I've i I've, I've filled my plate with too many tasks and being a perfectionist i have then really um uh, you know uh, hit myself hard with the work amount of work um is the, though i've never um, alhamdulillah i've been lucky enough that i'm I've, I've never been able to not complete those tasks but it's i i take on so much i give myself too much of a challenge so 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 yeah. definitely uh, my younger self should get the advice that um, be ambitious, but don't be, you know, running at speed of light, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. well, that's a good thing because you
1: can do it when you're young, but yeah, probably slow down yeah. and take a breath. Yeah, yeah that, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yes. So uh, uh, balance it out. Be ambitious, uh, but at the same time, fill your plate with in, just how much you can do uh, while maintaining a balance between work and life
0: yeah don't overload yourself mm. so what's mm. your biggest okay. challenge right now with your
1: business you would say uh my my biggest challenge with my business uh, at the moment would be that i uh, since i go to us every summer and i do observe how healthcare uh, is progressing progressing in in systems like for example there is a lot of paperless uh, documentation that is happening a lot of uh, um, good use of technology uh, with the uh, right applications that are developed for uh, patient management i that is my challenge at the moment i am um, really um, interested in developing a proper uh, system in which, you know, we can reduce the consumption of paper and uh, rely more on, uh, you know, paperless um, documentation methodology. So um, we are, you know, not a barrier on th- this, uh, 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 you know, environment of ours, which we, which we humans have already, um, uh, you know, uh, damaged so much so that is one challenge I'm, I'm really interested that you know uh, I would like to um, move forward with a better technology not only in just the patient treatment, but also how the patient records are handled and how um, our our documentation is done. So that is what that currently that's the challenge.
0: Yeah, I love the fact that you say that you go to the states every year, and it's such a nice way of refreshing um your mm. own skills and thoughts about your own profession and seeing how things have moved. Because I think technology can be such a blessing. I know people use it a lot for consumption of social media, but you know what? I went to this talk um, in Dubai last year, and and um, Gary Vee, who's this big uh, social media guru, said that actually social media is used for, it, for whatever purpose you want it to be. So if you're good, you'll use it for good. And if it's bad, you'll use it for bad. So the thing is that technology is such a big integral part of our life now that we should use it for the positive. And, and absolutely, technology can really enhance um, work and businesses
1: absolutely absolutely and I think it's time that we use it for our benefit in a way that you know I mean I'm a, I'm a big environmentalist you can say for sure yes. I have uh, I am uh, that one old auntie who goes <laughs> around Lahore and educates people that don't you know use paper uh, pl- plastic bags don't use plastic goods you know so i mean i think um, and and uh, keeping that in mind and just knowing that you know how much of a barrier it is to waste paper and etc so i mean that's why i have I think work wise where i use so much of that um, uh, medium uh, for documentation i would like to reduce that mm-hmm. absolutely
0: yeah, no, that's amazing. I think that environmental issues is it's, they're so key, and I think that if you can drive them from your business and kind of uh, highlight those issues through through your business and through your services, it's even more powerful because you're kind of doing it as an extension to your work, and it's not really going out there. So it's an it's an education kind of that you're providing silently on the you know. exactly. But amazing, yeah. I I really think that a lot needs to be done with the environment. And a lot of people in the West, you see, we're becoming more simpler. And we're going for retreats and kind of calming ourselves. And it's all about centering ourselves. Whereas, actually, I feel that if you do have uh, lived in Pakistan, you know, organic, fresh food, you know, daily, Mm -hmm. just just going back to our roots and going back to the basics is actually what we need. We, We make life too complicated and we over think and we we want to do everything and but you know what if we just take a step back and actually live it a little bit more simply and less complicated i think life can be very very easy for you
1: so true absolutely can't it be more
0: so is there a style inspiration do you have someone in business or um in the world that
1: you aspire to and you know feel motivated and inspired um uh, mariam yes i have a v- very dear cousin of mine um uh, who has always been uh a style uh, inspiration and i think um initially it was always the inspiration i took to be well presented at home and at work and now i think i have as i have gotten older and uh, I think I have developed a style of my own now. That you know, I mean, I'm comfortable in my skin, and yeah. uh, it's it's something that you know, I I I whatever I wear and whatever I um, you know uh, uh, do with my you know my accessories and stuff. Um, it, it, it I just have to be comfortable. So I think initially it was it was a person, and now it is the the sense of being comfortable that's what it is (laughs) I think
0: that yeah definitely you have to have comfort especially in the work that you do you know it's got to be you got to be flexible and in your whole um, clothing needs to be quite um, casual so you can move around because you know with all the 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 hats that you're wearing you need to be quite flexible however how do you feel um, you know like you said now you are your entrepreneur you're you're a CEO of your own business how do you feel that one should take so much and importance in their appearance i mean how do you feel one needs to be present you know represented or presented to the world do you feel that um the way we look is a um is something that we should consider
1: absolutely actually yeah yeah i i'm a big i i am definitely uh, a big proponent that um you have to uh, be presentable in whatever thing that you do for example i mean very i mean i'll just give a deviating example when, you be, when we go to say prayer, we have to be clean and we have to have a certain attire. There is, there is a decorum of everything, you know, and there is a decorum of even going to bed, you know. So why not when you are working in, in a professional field, you should be well maintained because your appearance gives a, um, a positive vibe to others and I think you can have your opinions about how modest or how um, uh, you know um, uh, rather uh, opposite of that uh, that you could be but I think you should look presentable. Every work line has some norms which should be respected because you are not dealing only with yourself in the mirror you're dealing with people and um, you need to uh, gain their confidence and not only your knowledge. But also your personality speaks uh, during that interaction and your, your, your uh, attire, your, the way you're carrying yourself is all part of your personality as well, how you present it to the person. So I think it is, it is highly important that you should take care of that um, uh, considerably.
0: Yes, I think being presentable in all aspects of work and um home life really does give um you know a feel of confidence as well for yourself and confidence for your patients and people that you work yeah. with. I think it does yeah. yes. have like a kind of these. It has a lot of side effects. You know, styling has side of side effects and confidence as being one of them. Um what yeah. would you say on a final note um to the ladies listening? the show
1: what advice would you like to leave them with i would say plan well work hard and balance your lifestyles everything in life is important your home your work everything is important so just prioritize them correctly so that nothing is being uh, compromised and allah has given us this extremely wonderful ability to multitask and manage things well, which I think is definitely a forte of women more than men. Uh, um, And I think if they work hard towards any goal, they can achieve it while keeping sanity intact, while making sure that all their roles are fulfilled well. So that that is what I would tell them.
0: Thank you so much, Faria, for coming on the show. It was an honor. The fact is that um, I felt so much better after having a couple of sessions. Anybody that is in Lahore, in Garden Town, please go and visit Faria. She is amazing. She knows her work. She knows what to do. She will... She's like the top of her game. And you know what? I love women who know what they're doing. And when you meet her, she knows exactly what to do and what to give, what treatment to give you. She's amazing. She's an amazing um, leader in her field. And if you are in difficulty, in pain, she is definitely one to help you. So I would definitely um, uh, recommend Faria and her clinic. It was absolutely amazing. Thank you so much, you for coming on the show. It was a pleasure. I'm so glad. And next time in lore, I will definitely come and see you. And by the way, my ankle is doing much better. <laughs>
1: That's great to know, and thank you so much for having me on your show, Mariam. It's been great talking to you, and uh, and, uh, particularly um, uh, to a patient who has gotten better. Uh, It is very, very important to me, and uh, uh, more importantly now that you know, it's also a passionate woman who wants to spread the 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 good vibes of having. being a great woman so thank you so much for having me on the show it was a pleasure of my own as well
0: absolutely pleasure for me I, I you know if there's a good woman who is doing good work she needs to be highlighted and i think the world needs to know about them so um it's my privilege and i honor i will see you in lahore soon inshallah and until then look after yourself have a blessed year a successful year ahead inshallah and i'll see you soon take care
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.